could never have imagined this story. From small beginnings to multitudes gathering in worship, battles and victories, service and sacrifice, born out of courage and conviction. With complete assurance, we have grown from strength to strength, yet carry a holy discontent. This story is far from over. A family still growing. A people called to reach cities and nations. To bring light to dark places. We have seen him do the impossible. We have known his transforming power. We have so much to celebrate. Best is yet to come. For our story is written by the greatest author. Thank you. Welcome, everyone. Will you join with me in saying a special welcome to Kingsgate, Cambridge, and Leicester who are joining us today? Let's put our hands together. Great to be part of a church family together. And it's my privilege to share on this final part of our 2020 vision series. Many of you will remember that a few weeks ago, we started by thousands of us in our different centers coming forward and putting our unique thumbprints on the Transforming Lives sign saying, I want to play my part to see many more lives transformed by the power of God's love. How many say that's still what I want to do right now? We want to join together, don't we, to see many more lives transformed. And then we started to remind ourselves about our 2020 vision, how we're called to turn the church inside out and to reach further out. And what we've been doing is we've been looking at this model church in the New Testament, this fantastic church in Antioch. We've seen that there's a church there that had a passion to go and share the good news, but also a great commitment to gather together for worship, for prayer, for discipleship, to meet with God, to fast, and to pray. Today, I want to look at one final characteristic of the church in Antioch. That is, pleasing to God, it's critical to us if we're to fulfill our mission, and it also has wonderful side benefits if we live this way. I read an article this week that says there are five benefits if we practice this particular characteristic. Listen to this list. It makes us feel happy. It's good for our health. It promotes cooperation and social connection. It evokes gratitude, and it's contagious. Guess what I'm talking about? Giving. Giving makes us feel happy. Giving is good for our health. Giving promotes cooperation and social connection. Giving evokes gratitude, and giving is contagious. How many of you know the list could go on and on and on? Giving is good for us. It's not why we do it. We do it because we want to bless God, don't we? We do it because we want to transform other people's lives, but it is also something that benefits us too. It's simply really a reminder of what Jesus said 2,000 years ago. He said in the book of Acts, it's more blessed to give than to receive. How countercultural is that? 
Why do we want to give beyond ourselves? That's what they did in the church at Antioch. They gave beyond themselves. Why? Because giving beyond ourselves is integral to the heart of our Father God. And if we're going to be like Him, if we're His children, we need to be people who, like Him, give beyond ourselves. Jesus, of course, supremely modeled that. And the early Christians, including those at Antioch, also demonstrated a radical generosity they gave beyond themselves. And we want to go back to the text in Acts 11 and Acts 13. And in Acts 11, we see a wonderful instance how they gave beyond themselves by serving those in need. And then as we look in Acts 13, we're going to look at how they gave beyond themselves in helping to plant churches in other cities and in other regions. So already we're going to look at how we can grow to become more like the church at Antioch to give beyond ourselves firstly by serving those in need. Serving those in need, getting involved in compassion and social justice ministry was a hallmark of early Christianity and has been throughout the centuries. In Acts 11 we read here how the church in Antioch had a prophecy about an impending famine that was going to strike the Roman world. What I want to do is to pick up in verse 29 and look at the response of these Christians in the church at Antioch. It says, the disciples, let's say this together, just this phrase, as each one was able. What do they do? They decided to provide help for the brothers and sisters living in Judea. This they did sending their gift to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. Here we see a great example of a first century church giving beyond themselves. Here they are in Antioch, and because of a prophecy, they realize that there's a famine coming, and their relatively poor spiritual brothers and sisters, in other words, fellow Christians in Judea, are going to suffer particularly. So even though they had to sacrifice... In that economic climate, they decided to do what? Give beyond themselves. It's a wonderful example here of a church giving to another church in a different culture and a different geographical region. How many want us to grow in giving beyond ourselves to bless the body of Christ worldwide? But also, for those of you who know anything about church history, you'll know that one of the reasons why the early church exploded across the Roman world was because they didn't just care for their own, for fellow Christians. They had a radical heart to serve everybody, whether they were in the family of God or outside the family of God. So let's look then at how did they give. Well, it says here, We've just quoted it. They gave as each one was able. In other words, everyone played their part. They didn't all give the same amount. And it introduces here the principle of proportional giving. Do you know that we can all give in some way, some are very little and some much dependent on our ability. Well, the great news is, as I'm sure you know, next weekend across all our Kingsgate centers, we're going to have another opportunity to play our part, to give beyond ourselves into our 2020 vision offering. And as we're talking about the whole thing of serving those in need, let me remind you that 10% of every part of that 
special offering and 10% of everything that comes in in tithes and offerings into Kingsgate goes into our mission fund. And a key part of our mission fund goes to helping us bless people in need both locally and globally. So on this kind of last part of the vision series, I want to give a bit of an update. It's a good news update about what we're already doing to serve those in need. Firstly, locally. I know many of you have a great heart to serve those in need, and you're just doing it um, individually. There's random acts of kindness going on all, of, all across King's End. It's fantastic. I know that also as part of us going inside out, many groups and clusters across our different uh, cities are going out and serving those in need in a new way. But I just want to focus in on some of the central initiatives that we are involved in altogether, of which our mission fund directly contributes. In Cambridge, for example, um, the primary way that I know uh, we're serving those in need is through partnership with a fantastic Christian charity called Romsey Mill. We're also involved in supporting other churches as they lead the way in the Cambridge Food Bank. And we're looking at how we can partner with other key charities in months and in years to come. Leicester, we're an exciting season of exploring how we can get involved in that great city too. And in Peterborough, we have some amazing, well-established community action projects. Things like Hope for Justice, helping uh, to rescue people from, um, from trafficking. And then probably foremost of our central ministries are our care zone and our food bank. Here's a couple of stunning stats. Just last year, in 2017, we were able to give away, in partnership with others, 900,000 meals in the city of Peterborough. How many think that's incredible? 900,000 meals in one year to help those in need. And then through the care zone, we were able to help, as it were, fit out and refurb 650 homes. That's worth a well done to everybody involved in those ministries. And I've got um, a short video here of three people who are on the front line involved in Food Bank and Care Zone. Please watch this. Hi, my name is Lydia and I've been volunteering at Food Bank for just over five years now. Uh, one of the things that we do at Food Bank is to provide three days supply of emergency food for people who are in crisis, who will have been referred to us from agencies across Peterborough who are working with them. When someone comes into Food Bank though, we do aim to offer them more than just the very essential food that they need. Um, a volunteer will greet them, we'll have a cup of tea or coffee with them and one of our key functions really is to listen to them and just allow them to tell their story. Um, as we do that we will signpost them to other organisations that may be able to work with them in the long term to help them through their situation and we will always end our time with them by offering to pray. Um, it's amazing really that I think every time prayer is offered people will very happily ask us to pray for them. There was one lady particularly who I remember who came in um, 
with a lot of issues in her life that she was having to deal with and I asked her if I could pray and as I finished praying she lifted her head and she had tears streaming down her face. Uh, at the time I did think I hope these are good tears and I haven't upset her um, but she explained that she remembered while I was praying um, her mum's faith and the fact that she was actually brought up in church and she was just reminded of some of the things that she'd learnt, seeds that were sown in her life and over the next couple of times that I saw her um, she actually started to pray for herself each night she would pray and as a result she said she was starting to feel lighter in herself uh, that her burden was being lifted she felt the Lord's presence with her and just more capable of dealing with her day-to-day -day circumstances as they were at that time one of the things that I really enjoy about Food Bank is seeing the difference in people from when they first walk through our doors to when they leave when they first arrive they can be very nervous very anxious even tearful um, but we always make sure that we treat them with great compassion, that we encourage them, and our aim is to show them that God is there, that he loves them, that he cares about their situation and wants to help them through it. And that's the great hope that we want them to take away with them. Carezone is a furniture recycling project in Fengate. We take in second-hand donations of furniture from the public and give it out to people that are in need of furniture items. But as well as giving out furniture, we also provide a shower room for homeless people. They can just turn up whenever we're open um, and get a shower, new clothes, um, food, a drink, um, and it's a safe place for them to just be themselves. We've got a workshop at Carezone as well, so we run upcycling furniture courses. Um, so that is a chance for unemployed people to come in, um, they learn a new skill, a practical skill um, and it also really helps build their confidence in a very safe, nurturing environment with the end goal being that they would step into employment and take the next step. So we had a family come into us and they had been living in a tent for four months and this couple um, had just found out they were pregnant so had been moved into emergency accommodation. Um, the place that they'd been moved into was empty, they'd got no furniture in it, um, so had been referred to CareZone to get help for furniture. We were able to not only give them the essential items that they needed, but also small household items, things to make it a bit more cosy, um, and baby clothes for the baby that they were expecting as well. A few months later, and um, once they'd had their baby, they brought him back into us to come and see. They felt like we'd been part of their journey and helped them out and they felt like they'd made connections with us there and we were able to invite them to church um, and tell them all about what we do here and are really expecting that they will come along and meet Jesus through the work that we've done with them. The incredible thing about Care Zone is that it reaches into the heart of people's need. We get the privilege to bring the light of God into somebody's home and we get to make a difference in people's life where it really, really matters. This is actually touching the very, very heart of people's need. Fantastic. So together we can play our part to serve those in need. I trust you noticed there that as well as our long-term heart to serve those in need, part of 2020 vision is we also want to include praying and sharing the good news where we have opportunity too. So we want to pray, serve and share. I know that's something that we're doing through our life groups and clusters as well. So that's serving those in need locally, but also like the church in Antioch, 
We have a heart for those beyond our cities and into some really desperate situations in our world. In, in the case of Antioch, it was a famine need. But of course, we live in a world today where there are still massive crises. And so from time to time, we feel prompted to respond to some of those global situations. Just for example, in 2017, we gave four gifts of £10,000 each into crisis situations in East Africa, the Yemen, South Asia, and victims of Hurricane Irma. But as well as one-off giving, we are committed to three main overseas missions partners. And so we got a short video giving you an update on where we're at in our partnerships with Compassion, with um, Heart for Lebanon, Lebanon and with Belembu. Please watch this. As part of us going further out to the nations, we're investing in three key partnerships. Belembu is an old mining town in Swaziland and was purchased and restored by a Christian trust. Kingsgate has partnered with the team in Belembu for a number of years, helping them to rescue orphan children. Swaziland has one of the highest HIV AIDS rates in the world, and without the support offered by Belembu, it's not likely these children would survive their early years. Each year, we take a team out to help with practical support, everything from painting and digging ditches right through to IT and helping teachers in the schools. We also partner with a great organisation called Compassion. Their vision is to see children escape poverty in roughly 25 of the world's least economically developed countries. Through Compassion, we are able to sponsor children, which helps give them access to education, health checks, and care from a local church-based Compassion project, where they receive Bible teaching and additional life skills. We can make a significant difference to these children's lives through prayer and financial support. More recently, we've begun to partner with the charity Heart for Lebanon through Tear Fund, a Christian relief and development agency. Heart for Lebanon offers a holistic approach to serving the marginalized and rejected people in Lebanon, including an increasing number of Syrian and Iraqi refugees. Our support includes financing food parcels, which are sent into the refugee camps on the borders of Lebanon. We really do count it an honour and a privilege to be involved in all of these initiatives and to play our part in seeing lives transformed in the nations. Great, and I want to say a specific thank you to all of you who are currently sponsoring children through Compassion. If you want to find out more about how you can get involved, you can uh, check things out after the service. And if you want to find out more about Heart for Lebanon and Belembu too, we've got a um, special missions evening that you can find out more about those amazing <clears throat> partnerships that the Lord has called us to. So that's great, isn't it? What a privilege to serve those in need, both locally and globally. But there's a second way that we can learn from the Antioch church, how they gave beyond themselves, which is how they were involved in planting and helping churches beyond their borders. Not content just to see the gospel flourish in one great city, they were involved in a massive expansion of the gospel beyond their city. In fact, if you look at the book of Acts, the shift, <clears throat> there's a shift from Jerusalem 
as the center to Antioch as the center from this one local church, the world as we know it was changed. They had a particular moment in their journey. They'd been building church, they'd been preaching the gospel, they'd been gathering together, and then I think they had a touching heaven night. They gathered together, and in the midst of that, they had some prophetic ministry, and God spoke to them in this context. It says in Acts 13, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, how many know that God loves fasting? Thank you. The Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit speaking here, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. So after they had, here we have it again, fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. This was a history-changing moment. The setting apart of Barnabas and Saul, who became Paul, into their apostolic ministry changed the world. They set out on their first missionary journey. Then they went on a second missionary journey. And then they went on a third missionary journey. They ended up in Europe. Aren't you glad they ended up in Europe? All because one local church was prepared, as it were, to give away their best. They gave away two of their best leaders because they had a heart, not just for themselves, but that the whole world might hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And that is right at the heart of us here at Kingsgate. We have a passion for the cities that we're involved in, but we also have a passion to see the gospel go to our nation and to the nations. Can I have a big amen, please, wherever you're gathered? We want to see the gospel spread across the whole world, that Jesus Christ the Lord of glory, might rightfully be king over every nation in the world and multitudes would come to Christ. And we're going to be part of an end time revival and an outpouring of the Holy Spirit as we partner with him. You can sound excited about it. It's good news. You see, for the first 20 years, we actually felt a call to focus on one city. We came to Peterborough, as many of you know, Over the first 20 years, we were running with a simple word, think big or you'll limit me. And that thinking big was really for one city and one region. Then we had kind of like an Acts 13 moment. I remember it very clearly. It was the summer of 2008. I remember the Lord saying very clearly, it's time to enlarge your vision and together with many other great churches and, and missionary ministries in the UK to play your part to see other King's Gates established, other works of God established across the nation so that the UK might begin to bow its knee to the name of Jesus Christ. And for us, the strategy was clear. We were to start establishing other King's Gates in key UK cities. And so, cut a long story short, in September 2010, Kingsgate Cambridge was, was born. And it's wonderful to see what God is doing there. And of course, more recently, we've established Kingsgate Leicester and Kingsgate London. And you know, I count it an absolute privilege that over the last 10 years, 
the way that we as a church have given beyond ourselves. I'm, I'm so glad that there's been a positivity and attitude. Not, oh, why are we giving over there? There's, yes, come on, let's do this together. Let's be an Antioch kind of church that gives away to see other cities impacted with the gospel. I want to say a fantastic, big, well done to everybody in Kingsgate Peterborough for leading the way in that, for giving sacrificially of time and personnel and finance. And also, it's so thrilling now to see Kingsgate Cambridge actively playing its part and Kingsgate Leicester beginning to play its part too. How many of you are looking forward to city breakthrough in, in all our Kingsgate centers over the next few years and that we might, by God's grace, see a multiplication of other centers into other key UK cities? And it's good to celebrate together, isn't it, what God is doing? That's what they did at Antioch. They sent Paul and Barnabas out, and then they came back and they gave a good report. It says in Acts 14 how they came back to Antioch after this first missionary journey. They gathered the church together and reported all that God had done through them and how he opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. A few weeks ago on Vision Sunday, I gave a very brief kind of report of where the different centers are at. But I thought today it would be kind of fun if we heard firsthand from some of the people in some of our Kingsgate centers. And so I've got another video. This is better than going to the movies, isn't it? <laughs> I've got another uh, video. This time, it's some people from Kingsgate, Cambridge and Leicester who want to tell us why they love Kingsgate. Please watch this. So what I love about Kingsgate Leicester is that I've made really uh, great friendships um, and the friendships that are going to last a lifetime and also my growth in Jesus has grown probably more than it, than it ever has done uh, being here. So I moved to Cambridge um, on my own, I didn't know anyone, and uh, Kingsgate definitely became my family. And through them, um, my experiences here, my walk with God has strengthened so much, and I'm really grateful for my time here. So we're so glad Kingsgate came to Leicester, just because it's been great to be part of a, a fantastic church that has a really good foundational teaching that actually applies to life. And we've been really encouraged as to how the children have just developed in their understanding of who Jesus is, and they've really set, uh, developed to have a, a heart of serving. Uh, since moving here from my home in Kenya, I have found a home away from home in Kingsgate, Cambridge. There's been great sermons, uh, great worship, and really good friends that I have made and that I will continue to make here. Kingsgate Leicester is just fantastic. It's just really welcoming and it really is just like being part of a family. Um, the teaching is just really applicable to life and being part of a midweek life group is just wonderful. I came to Cambridge quite nervous about leaving home and building life in a new city, um, but Kingsgate has given me a family and a community that has helped to support me and allowed me to flourish. We really feel part of the family here. We really love the people and the people love us. It's a place where even though we've been retired six years, we're not retired, we're re-fired. One of the things I love about the church is how diverse and multicultural it is. I think that's why I felt like I really do belong to the church. I, I felt like the combination of loving Jesus and also being part of so many cultures, I could fit in so well with that. And 
you have so many things in common with other people and you can learn so much about other people as well. Um, Kingsgate Cambridge has been such a huge, huge, huge <laughs> blessing in my life. I, it's such an incredibly God-focused and God-centered church. Um, it's become such a home to me over these last few years and my relationship with God has gone from here to here. I feel like I feel like I'm growing so much and learning so much and I'm just so excited for what's to come and what God has in store. And I'm I'm just so grateful to everyone at Kingsgate for their hearts and love for God and how that just resonates in the church and is reaching people's lives and has reached mine. I love that picture of intergenerational, multicultural church. How are you looking forward to many more testimonies in years to come from London and from other cities? That's part of our call to give beyond ourselves. Um, it, together, we want to give in to helping other Kingsgates get established in key cities. But we also have an increasing privilege by God's grace, to help other churches who are not part of Kingsgate. How many know there's a worldwide body of Christ and we're just a small part of it? And so we have the privilege of helping many other believers and increasingly churches too grow to the next level. Uh, many of our books and courses are being used by other believers and by other churches. We're uh, about to make our sermons available onto the, um, the Christian network UCB. And many of you know that for the last couple of years, we've um, been involved in helping 50 of the largest and most influential churches in the UK and some in Europe by hosting what we call learning communities, partnering with other great churches in the US together to help UK and European churches break through to the next level. Well, that's been round one. Uh, the great news is we're starting another round of gatherings, gatherings, and now the number has grown to 65 key churches, and we are beginning to get amazing feedback from those churches who've been involved. We had a lot of feedback in. We've just picked um, uh, one couple who lead a great church in Coventry, and they just want to give us a good report of how Learning Communities has blessed them. Please watch this. Hi Kingsgate, Martin and Esther Story here from CLM, a church in Coventry. We're one of a number of churches from across the UK and Europe who've been part of the learning community that Kingsgate have hosted over the last two years. We want to say a massive thank you to you for what you've given and invested to make that a possibility. Our times away at Kingsgate as a leadership have been so positive and impactful for us. We've been helped in so many different ways We've been able to crystallize our vision and our priorities. We've been able to get a discipleship growth track off the ground for all the believers. We've been able to begin forming a leadership development structure. We've been helped to crystallize our mission. We've seen our finances dramatically increase. So we're, we're able to report back to you that as a local church, we're growing, lives are being transformed, and better than ever, we're positioned to impact our city for the cause of Jesus. We're conscious that sometimes in church life you can give of time and finance but you don't really know the direct impact that it's having and we're one of many many churches that are bringing the kingdom lifting up jesus and being strengthened because of what you at kingsgate are doing so again thank you and god bless you as you keep pushing forward 
Isn't that encouraging? So now wherever we're gathered, Peterborough, Cambridge, Leicester, if you're watching in from London, we have an opportunity to continue the journey. We have an opportunity to invest again, of course, of our time and talents, but also our treasure so that we might see many more lives transformed by the power of God's love. Next week, we have our 2020 vision offering. I really want to encourage every one of us to re-surrender our lives and our finances to the Lord and say, Lord, you gave me everything that I have and everything that I am. I re-surrender it all to you. And I ask you to speak to me again about what part you'd have me play so that I can journey together with this local church to give beyond myself. For some of you, this will mean a decision to commit the first 10% of your income to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Let me just say again a massive thank you to all our regular tithers. Your tithing, if you like, is the backbone of what we can do financially to see so many lives transformed. But for many others of us, um, we're already tithing, and it's a decision to give above and beyond. As we heard a few weeks ago uh, with Robert Morris, a powerful testimony of how we don't just stop, but we go on a journey of increasing generosity. And all um, I believe the Lord wants us to do, not under pressure, but with solemn preparation before him, is to come and say, Lord, what part do you want me to play and together we can make a massive difference. Amen. So let's come ready. Let's come expectant. We're going to see many more great stories in years to come because of decisions that we're going to make over the next week. Let's pray together. Father, I want to thank you first and foremost for your incredible generosity to us in Jesus Christ. Thank you for the privilege that we have of seeing other people's lives change, both in this life and for eternity. So speak to us, help us, free us to become more like you, to give beyond ourselves for your praise and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.